Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of the last five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience at being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. All right. Hey, Jared, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, good morning, Amanda. Glad to be with you. <laughs> yes, I am so excited to talk to you today. You have been um, on such a wild journey, and I think you have a lot to share. And, you know, just reading through some of the information that you've provided me with, it's just like, I love that we're always still learning and still growing. And no matter no matter what age we are, there's always room to improve. And um, I think you share a lot of good things. Um just with what I've read and, and I can't wait to get into it a little bit more with you today. So thanks for being on. Yeah. Well, glad to do it. I've appreciated even just, I remember meeting Sean and, and having made your acquaintance many years ago. And, um, it's interesting how, um, you know, haven't met Sean the first time, I think 12 years ago, but you kind of bump into people oh and you're gosh. like, mm. <laughs> you know, everybody's super busy. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Everybody's super busy. And then just to kind of get hooked back up, even just several weeks ago and live with him, I would say, man, it's, it's a journey, not a destination. And it's, it's fun to jump in and bump into people in life and kind of see where are you at? What are you working on? And then you're kind of like, man, that, that seems kind of exciting. Hey brother, can I piggyback on that journey with you a little bit? Heck yeah. That's crazy. 12 years ago, we would have been in our twenties. <laughs> yeah, I was, I had just moved to Grand Island. So I'm thinking I was probably 27. Yeah. Matt, Neither one of my kids were born yet. Oh, wow. So you no, become so. a parent in that whole, I've been, newly married. I've been a parent for a very long time. So, <laughs> well, our stepdaughter's 19. We've got one off. Oh, to college, there you go. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, for me, that was the step parenting first and, and sure. lots to learn. You had a different view of parenthood early on. Yes. Well, and then uh, becoming a parent when the child's already potty trained, sleeps through the night, can read to itself. You know, it's like, I thought yeah. having kids is so easy. This doesn't even take any time no at all. Problem. This is a big plus. <laughs> right. I can, I still have my own schedule pretty much. So that's right. Yeah. 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 Well, Hey, I know, you know, life has definitely changed since then. Um, and I think a lot of us have this very same relatable journey through the COVID thing, through being shut in a little bit, maybe feeling honestly, almost like a little bit sorry for ourselves in a way that, um, times were hard times weren't, nobody has gone through this before, obviously. Well, what in the twenties. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but you talked about how this winter you would put on 25 pounds um, and yeah. how that was just kind of a pivotal moment for you um, to decide that you needed to make a change. So like, like what was that aha moment? Oh man. So 25 pounds, all, all the wrong kind of weight, right? Not muscle. None. None. So <laughs> I, you know, 25 pounds heavier. I was probably like the weakest I had ever been. Um, and just, just generally didn't feel good. And so there's a bunch to that, right? If you can, yeah. 
have some self-awareness. And so I asked myself like, well, okay, so what's my spiritual life? Like, you know, not very good. Um, you worry a lot. You're thinking way too much, like overthinking everything. Um, so what's my, obviously if your spiritual life isn't good, what's your thought life? Like, you know, not good. What's my physical life. So I'm, I'm eating poorly, right. I'm, I'm driving through the fast food. I'm staying up late. So you don't get enough sleep. You don't eat good food. I skip the gym because I really don't feel that great. Right. And then I just, Who wants to go to the gym after they've Taco gone Bell, through the drive-thru and right? <laughs> stay so up? I leave Taco late. Bell with four burritos and a lemonade, and I don't feel like heading to the gym right. or going on a run, right? Yep. Um, and, and I just generally didn't, and I've always been pretty active. I ran a marathon uh, when Matt was born. Um, always liked going to the gym. I just appreciate the interaction and the energy that you get from doing things that are, that are good for you like that. You are a very energetic guy. So this, this, when I read um, this really surprised me because you're that guy that's like, Hey, like, well, at least I know when I was ready to, we did a hit session together and I was like, I'm about ready to throw up. You're like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Well, that's who I'm supposed to be. So that's really my internal wiring. And so when I behave that way, it's consistent with like, it's consistent with the picture that I think when I'm, when I'm healthy, that is how I see myself. Like you can do anything if you put your mind to it within reason, like I'm not a bird, so I know I can't fly. Um, but I believe within reason, yes, within reason, like, you know, one Sunday morning I woke up and ran 26 miles. I mean, I think that I can do that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I go into the gym, I can go to the gym and work out. I can, I can get something done if it comes up at work, but, but COVID right there at the end, I would say from, you know, they made us go home in March and work, which for me is a problem. Cause I like being at the office and being around people. So, yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Having been around people they're you know, people gives them, give them energy right. um, to like overnight, okay, you're working from home now. Can't go to the office, yeah. right? You can't go into the office. And I, and I do think I've, I would be in uh, that class of people that I kind of, I get my energy from trying to kind of like rally the troops and, and be of one mind on one mission and have one voice. And um, I, I'm, I'm totally extroverted. I'm not introverted. I will work on something by myself if I have to, but I will certainly include others because a group of people can get way more done. But you know, we got several months into COVID and the summer was better because we were outside and we were kind of active, um, but we had to cancel our family vacation. And right. um, I didn't go to the gym and work out all summer long. So, really so I think by, you really like, brought up a, a point there. Like, I think in the summertime, it was almost like the beginning, like people got all this time off of work. That was kind of fun. Right. And then, you know, yeah. we, we opened up our garage and did our workouts in the driveway. I mean, that was fun and it was all right. fun and games until, Oh crap. Well now we're all shut inside and now what? Yeah. September, October, we got past that holiday and had like the ends of kids birthdays. And then, you know, the weather started to get cooler and I just, my habits just got really, really bad. Um, particularly with when I'm restless, you know, I, I, if I don't get rid of that energy, restless, anxious energy, I'm staying up late watching TV. And if I'm up late watching TV, I might as well grab a little something to eat. And then I, 
you know, you're eating, you're eating two bowls of ice cream right before you go to sleep at night and you wake up in the morning. So all that to say, you know, like by January of this year, I'm 190 pounds. I haven't been to the gym consistently in, you know, maybe really a full year. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't feel well. I don't look well. I mean, I I'm getting the dad bod, like with the gut and the love handles. And I'm thinking, Oh gosh, you know, I turned 39 this year and I really have high aspirations. I feel like when I'm behaving myself, I'm, I'm young. I, I feel super young. I just do a bunch of stuff, but I'm feeling like, gosh, I, I feel five years older this year. What is, you know, what is the deal? And, you know, my thing is it, it seems like people, you know, people tend to just pop up in my life and I know, I know where that comes from right when I need to. And so, man, just about the beginning of this year, I remember seeing Sean in there and he was tearing it up. And I thought, well, I can't lift quite that big a weight, but you know what? I want to tear it up too. So, and I thought, Hey, I'm just going to see if I can't jump in with this guy and, and, you know, try Sean's and see if I can. Always been kind of the, Sean's always been kind of that guy. I don't know. He's just, he's charismatic. He's energetic. He's, I don't know. He's just always been a very encouraging person. So I'm definitely lucky to have him in my life. Yeah. I would say he's lucky to have you as well. You're, you're, you're <laughs> in equally charismatic, equally I'm a little quieter quieter. than he is, but, but yeah. 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 He's pretty extroverted. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think though you have uh, a really amazing point here with that. It's not like it like suddenly happened. You like stayed up a little bit later. You ate a little bit more, got a little bit lazier. And I think that, I think that people sometimes wake up after this, like you talk about how it happened for a few months. What do you have to say to somebody that they're five years into that crap? Now, what do they do? It's simpler than what we would let, you know, let it be right. So we make it out to be, Oh gosh, what would I do now? You know, it's been five years. It just starts with one day. Yeah. You know, the, the feeling even after, um, even after just getting one good workout in it made me want to go back the next day. And that's how it builds. And if you've had any of those successes in the past, you understand how it builds. And if you've ever experienced any of that. So when I commit to something, the results that I want come into fruition. If you've experienced some of that, you have that memory you can draw on. Um, at, At the beginning, though, the results come so quickly that if you don't overthink it, just do the next right thing one day at a time. So today I'm going to go get some exercise. And it's interesting how the, my eating didn't come around immediately. We've been talking about this the last few weeks. Like I could just get my diet, just get my diet starting to see a little bit of the results now. And like the weights are starting to go up. And so I understand, you know, okay, the weight goes up the, the soreness last week's workouts were the weight lifting, the weight lifting, right? Yeah. So the amount of weights going up. So you see the results there. And then, you know, we've been doing the ice bath thing for inflammation, but like last week's workouts with the volume were crazy. And so, you know, that like, well, diet, if, if I eat better, my yeah. body can recover better. Yeah. I do want to get the results. So then my mind has a tendency to follow my footsteps a little bit at a time. Um, if I just, if I just stay on track and then last night I find myself. So I think I've been working out with those guys. Sean said it was like eight weeks now, maybe. Yeah. It's been a couple months. Last night I'm I am pulling, I'm deboning chicken to make myself a chicken sandwich. And I get out um 
They were canned peaches, canned yeah. in canned in syrup, uh, not syrup, but canned in the juice, not the syrup. And it's like my mind just reached for that stuff when I got into the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like you start to see the results a little bit. And and so my thoughts are now starting to follow my actions and pretty soon it becomes a habit. I'm just well, and it's interesting because you then start to reflect. Okay. So I have this goal because you guys have been, so Sean came to me and asked if I would start programming his workouts because he wanted to see how he could do in, in powerlifting. Um, and I love to program and, and I love that you guys hopped in with him because that gave from a programmer standpoint, a different perspective of, um, like how much weight have you been able to gain on your lifts? Like let's, let's say deadlift, for example. Well, I didn't think I could do 225. I'm pretty sure it was the heaviest. And mm-hmm. yesterday I did 335 yeah. three times. So yeah. So like an amazing amount, you know, and, and that, um, yeah, just because of the, the weight that's going to slow down, but like, ultimately like that's huge. So I guess what my point is though, to circle back around is that you start to relate. Okay. I have this goal with deadlift or with bench or with squat. If I eat this Taco Bell burrito, how's that going to affect my lift tomorrow that I want to try to do right. better at? And, and you really do. Once you have a goal that's, that's outside of yourself, that's, that's like focusing on something else, you start to really think about all the other areas of your life and how that relates to it. Yeah. And, and we, so we were sitting down, Oh, I, two weeks ago doing the grocery list. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that starts to come together mm-hmm. and to make a list of what I'm going to buy for food because of things I'm going to eat. And so you're thinking about all the work you're doing six days a week, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing a hit workout until you think you're going to throw up, you sit down and make the grocery list. You're like, okay, what am I really doing this for? Because I can undo all that hard work in a day. Yeah. If I wanted to, man, there's days where I'm crushing 10,000 calories, you know, and, and it sounds, it's not that hard to do. I mean, I can get 1500, 1500, 2000 calories in, in a bad drive through meal. Like I can show you how videos at 10,000 calorie YouTube video day. Oh, <laughs> uh, I watched Eddie Hall the other day, do it like a 20,000 <laughs> 20, calorie day. Like where's it end? <laughs> Dude. But, but it was interesting as we're making the grocery list. So the habits, right? Yeah. I'm just going to the gym with the guys, you know, six days a week. And you sit down to make that grocery list. And all of a sudden you're making different choices. It wasn't the first week though. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to rip things off like a bandaid and I'm going to change everything about everything week number one. And that hasn't gone that well for me. I've done um, keto and low carb, which I, you know, I could be okay for that for a time. It, it did the thing I wanted it to do. It was really hard for me to sustain long-term. And that's likely because it could be some vitamin mineral other macro stuff I didn't do there, but I thought this time I'll just change things kind of slowly and incrementally. Or the I fact that carbs are awesome and we should all eat them. <laughs> Carb, I feel so much better if I just grab like an apple and uh, yeah. if I'm running short on time, grab a Greek yogurt and an apple. Yep. I, I feel so much better and it's good clean food. So our yeah. grocery list two weeks ago was probably the the cleanest it's been in in months. And I'm not trying to force it on our young children yet. A little at a time, you know, yeah, you're yeah. not having, you're not going to have ice cream for night tonight. You can do uh, apple slices and peanut butter, but it's interesting. I know all that. 
um, it started with just changing one thing. I'm yeah. going to start getting some exercise again. So you, you talked about just one day. What did that day one look like for you? I'm pretty sure I got in there with those guys, like right at the beginning of a week and they were still lifting pretty hard. So I remember, I'm pretty sure I got in there on a Monday and we were doing legs and back and chest, like big muscle movements all the same oh, day. Yeah. That was the beginning of the, this, the, uh, power program. <laughs> yeah. Was, that was a hard day. It was pretty humbling. Um, but, but, you know, I did the, I did the whole workout with those guys at the weight that I could. And the way that they were lifting and Sean was really good helping with form and stuff. I was really surprised the next day that, um, I was surprised that day how much I could get done mm-hmm. and then how not sore I was. Sean was really helpful with technique and movement yeah. and Hey, you got to, you got to make sure you're wearing your belt. You got to get that thing tightened up. You got to breathe like this. So, well, you, you, you know, I didn't hurt put my your belt in the right spot. And so having, you know, somebody to show you those things is, is very helpful uh, too. It, it's funny you say that. Cause I was wearing my belt way too low. Yeah. He's like, Hey man, you gotta, we'll you gotta do. get that thing up onto your diaphragm, right? Up, 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 up. And I'm like, well, how far up brother? Yeah. Well, cause the whole point of the belt is, is for your breath work and keeping everything tight. It's not to cinch up your waist, which a lot of people don't realize, but anyway, rabbit, I was one of them. <laughs> so it was pretty good. It, it was, it was humbling. You know, when you're, when you're working out with somebody who I think that day he squatted 495 pounds one time. And I thought there was two things about that. You know, I'm working with so much less weight. I've got to set up on the rack next to him. Um, but then watching somebody do that, you're like, you know, he got here just the same way I can get there. Yeah. Now, I don't know if genetically I'll ever lift that much weight, but I can work hard. And if I work hard, there'll be results. And he was super encouraging. So, you know, we, we did the workout. It was a good workout. It made me want to go back and meet those guys again the next morning. So I love what you said there, because I think a lot of people look at these people that are, you know, I talk a lot about the chapter that you're on and don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 50. Um, and I think that we forget that, you know, this person that we're looking at that's on chapter 50 or whatever you want to say it is, they still put their pants on one leg at a time, like everybody else. They just, maybe have been doing it longer or, um, yeah, there's different things like genetic makeup and maybe he, you know, this person is just physically stronger, but what's to say that you can't figure out what that max is for you. Maybe you can do 425. I don't know what that is, but I think the point is, is most people look at an individual and say, yeah, but that's not me because of this, 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 and this. And, and that's not the case. Like what is your greatness look like? For you. Right. Yeah. What's your, what, you know, what's my full potential look like? I mean, I never, so I wasn't athletic at all, uh, in high school. I never did anything. I I never did. I never participated in any sports or anything. And after I was 25, I remember sitting in church one Sunday morning and a friend of ours said, I'm going to run the Omaha marathon. And I'm like, dude, that, that sounds cool. Uh, I ran the Omaha marathon. I got 16th, right? Wow. Out of 606, I ran the Omaha that's, Marathon in. That's nuts. I didn't know that. Yeah, 308, so, right? So you would clearly have a secret talent that there's you something didn't in there. realize you had. Yeah, there's something yeah. in there. And I can remember, so after I said that to him one morning in church, and my wife, you know, my wife just knows, like, he'll just say stuff. And then he'll, and then he'll do it. Like I'll overcommit, not knowing. Like, oh yeah. 
I do the same thing. <laughs> you just told somebody you're going to run a marathon. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think I probably could I really think that through, but yeah, but maybe I could. Yeah. So I'll try it. What the heck? Even just like the running leading up to it, which, you know, I didn't train with anybody. I Googled some stuff. I, I bought a book about running after I ran the first marathon, but it was, it was really fun. My cardio came, my cardio came really quickly. And even, uh, even now, and it's probably better now. because I've been working out for a couple months again, but like even in January, my cardio will come back pretty quickly. So I'm 25 pounds overweight and I can, I can still knock out five miles at lunch, mm-hmm. you know, pretty easily. And then just go right back to the office, you know, probably could just like always knock out a half marathon. But so that's you can of- be like this amazing, you know, let's say when you turn 50 or something, you could be like that guy that just like whipped out second place, you know? Yeah. If, but, but I need, I, I've got to practice those habits that could get me there. Right. I need habits that'll build me up. I need habits. I gotta, I gotta keep discipline back into my life and just, you know, make, make good choices one day at a time, you know, get so the you, right amount of rest. So you touched on, um, your high school, like when you were in high school, you weren't necessarily an athlete and weren't involved in any of that stuff. Can you, um, do you mind sharing a little bit of your story? Oh with- gosh with the podcast. Cause you have, um, you have one of the most inspirational stories, um, of a local individual that honestly I've ever heard. Um, and I think that you could make a huge impact. You know, I, my story would just be this slow motion train wreck of, you know, somebody with a lot of bad information, um, making all their own decisions. And then, and you get the consequences of making bad choices, you know, yeah. I, so instead of participating in athletics, um, I took my insecurity and, uh, and I found my identity in, uh, getting in trouble and, and then, you know, with drugs and alcohol. So I found a place to fit in and I heard, I had this negative self image and in my subconscious kind of the tape that played in the background of my head was, you know, you're not good enough. You don't know how to do anything. Um, you're, I was too afraid to fail. Yeah. I could successfully get in trouble. Right. I could yeah. be funny. Yeah. You could control then, that too. Yeah. I can control that. Right. You know, I can act out and then, you know, drugs and alcohol, it doesn't require a lot of commitment. Right. Yeah. Pick up unhealthy habits, you know, so there's no discipline and I ranked pretty well in that because I practiced a lot. So, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, you, you become pretty good at what you practice. You do. And I put a lot of time and energy in there. And so you and you start making bad choices. I think it led to like, you know, bad choices. Um, I found my image of just, I, I guess I found my niche and wow. for, you know, probably the time from like 12 to 25, I mean, that's just who I was. It was where most of my energy went and, uh, even, you know, it's primarily bad consequences. Right. Well, and, and just from the stories that you've told me, quite honestly, you're lucky to be alive. Oh man. Um, and so what was, so you, you messed around, you know, had a good chunk of your life where it was the drugs and alcohol gang game in and out of jail, et cetera. What was the turning point? What was the final, like, that's enough. I'm done. Um, well, when I was 25, I had, you know, gotten picked up again and I'd been in, um, I've been out of my home since I was 13, 12 or 13 first time they sent me out of my house. I'm 12. I get sent out of my house. When I'm 13, I get sent out of my house. 
when I'm 15, I get sent to a group home. I was, and I was there for a pretty extended period of time, about 18 months. I'm home. I turn 18. I'm in jail right away. And then from 18, I'm just, I'm in jail. 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 And so I turned 25. And uh, at this point, I've got no skills, a ninth grade education. I did get a GED in there, but I'm really just in a pretty humbling spot. Like I, I had gotten arrested again, another DUI. And they're looking at this time, you know, they're thinking, hey, man, you might just have to go to prison. You know, you're, you're a burden. You're not a, you're not a productive member of your community or any type of, I mean, society at large. Like you're not doing your problem. And you won't, you just won't play by the rules. We need to figure out a spot for you so that the community around you can move forward. And, you know, you're not going to drive into somebody at night and kill them or somebody else. So, so I had choices. And, uh, so you would say at that point, that is when you were completely emptied of yourself. We had this sermon in church where, you know, in order to have God as a priority, you have to be completely hem- humbled and emptied of yourself. Would you say that was that point for you? I think so. I think it was the first, it, it became, it was starting, I was actually beginning to see who and what I was, right? And yeah. I could see like what my life was. Like, I don't have a life. Yeah. I have this empty existence where I primarily only do unhealthy things. And I, you're just completely and totally dissatisfied with everything. Mm-hmm. I'm Nothing is going well. And, um, you know, they gave me an opportunity to go to treatment once more. And it was interesting, you know, somebody had come and ministered to me years and years ago. And it's a small world. There's no story that just like brought me the gospel, told me that God loved me, that there was hope for me. And seven years later, I felt it. Yeah. And people thought I was totally nuts, but I'm like, you guys, I'm pretty serious that I feel like everything just changed. And when you have a garbage bag full of clothes and a thousand bucks, that's it at 25. That's, that's like the culmination of my existence. Yep. But I felt like everything was, everything was different. It became obvious to me, like I'm the problem. This has all happened because of what I'd done. It's, it's not my circumstances. Nobody made me do any of this. I have every opportunity, just play by the rules. You know, if you try to do a good job and be helpful, be a good person, you know, a lot of things take care of themselves and people thought I was nuts. It, but, but for the last, it's almost been 14 years. I just been trying to follow people around, do what they do. And it's, my life today is so, so different than what it used to be more than I ever could have thought or, or dreamed of. And I say all that and say, yeah, I woke up in January, like you're fat and lazy, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's still the best life I've ever had. So knowing how difficult that was for you to make that transition at 25, like to me, it's like you have so much discipline in there, you know, that, and I, and I like to say that, you know, God's kind of the master, not at second chances, but another chance because mm-hmm. sometimes second and two isn't enough. Right. Oh um, man. Oh gosh. <laughs> thank God for that. But I think that you have a really good perspective that, you know, just because now at, at 39, it's not drugs and alcohol, but it, it's just still not a fulfilling um, 
lifestyle, a positive lifestyle that, you know, a lifestyle that I want to live. I think that's enough for us to just be like, you know what, let's just, let's just do better one day at a time. Yeah. And let's do something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I had shifted. It would have been totally different if like, and and this would be a poor example, but let's say I'm going to get takeout because I'm in such a hurry because I'm working on this other really super ultra meaningful thing. Right. Right. Not the case. I grabbed the takeout. I went home and got on the couch. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it's not it, like it, you're so busy um, no. volunteering at a homeless shelter. So you had to hurry no. up. And <laughs> no, I, I'm literally, I'm, I'm, so here's the deal. You know, am I, it, what am I, what am I contributing in? What am I doing to make things better for myself and those around me? Nothing. I'm just, I've just gotten lazy. I've gotten super complacent and I'm not being productive. And I think that we feel that. What am I working on? Yeah. Nothing. You know, what am I doing? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of coasting. I'm, I'm pretty much checked out. Well, and I always like to look at myself as being an example, um, especially for my kids. You know, if, um, if, if I'm laying on the couch, how could I go tell my kid to go take the dog on a walk? Right. <laughs> you know, if I'm um, eating like crap, how can I tell my kids to put the box of cheeses down? Um, right. Just all those things. And not only that, but I think that, um, I don't even care if it's just one person, we're an influence to somebody and why not be a positive one? Why not be an encouragement to those around us? Yeah, I, I agree. And in the, the, the other side of that is I want to live a life that's fulfilling, you know, and want people to see like, you know, time is a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do something or I can do nothing. And, and I'm likely going to fall. I can't do everything but I can do something today mm-hmm. and, and experiences, you know, this now as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. So the most exciting stuff that ever happens is, is a great memory, a great yeah. experience that you remember with the kids. So it really is about, it's about what we do and your, your kids don't forget the stuff that you do. You, n- you never forget the stuff that you do with your spouse, the, the things that you reflect on, you look back. It's, it's not like the stuff that we bought. No, that leads no, into it, my it, success it, question. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling me that success, like let's say 10 years from now, you would remember being, you know, shut in and playing games with your family versus, I don't know, having the nicest, coolest things. hundred percent chance. You look back, you know, we, we've camping trips and vacations where we've went, um, when I hear my kids with that belly laugh, my 10 year old, my son has got this uncontrollable, like might wet his pants laugh. And, <laughs> it's a good and, thing he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh man. But, but when he laughs like that, there's a glow about, about both his mom and I, right? Yeah. You never forget that stuff. You're like, whatever we're doing right now, this is exactly where we're supposed to be. And everything it took to get here was completely and totally worth it. Yep. You know, you buy a new vehicle. We've bought a new car before. And I hated that new car because like we were the first people to put a scratch and a dent in oh, it. Oh, you, yes. You know, so it's, it's no matter not how far point. away you park. <laughs> ah, you can't, you can't park far enough away if you buy something that's new. Literally <laughs> something will fall out of the sky. It doesn't right. even matter. <laughs> but it, it's the things that you do and the people that you do them with. The, yeah. you know, even at work, it's, uh, 
you know, big projects that you can take care of together, you look around and you just remember like all the hard work it took to get there. It's not about the thing. Isn't the thing. Right. The thing is what we did to get there. So I love working with competitors with Envision Nutrition, bodybuilding competitors, um, because that's the biggest thing that I focus on as their coach is it's not about that day on the stage. If that's all it's about for you, you're going to be very disappointed when that day's over. Right. It's, it's about how proud you are of yourself after each really difficult workout that you didn't think that you would be able to do. Right. It's, it's about saying no when you didn't think you could say no at the family birthday dinner or, or whatever. It's about every choice. And that's why it goes back to one day at a time, right? Because every little tiny choice adds up to more discipline, adds up to more pride, adds up to more character. Mm. And then that day is just extra credit. That day that you're on stage is just extra credit. That's just an additive. Yeah. So it really is about the journey and, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be bodybuilding, but that's just a really good thing to compare it to, but that's in so many areas of life. You know, you, and Sean, this would be, this would be up Sean's eye, but I think it, you know, it's compound interest on choices, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know what I do today, what I do today, what I do today. And then you get a little ways down the road, you're, you get further down the road in the journey and you're just, you know, we sow and we sow and we sow. And you harvest later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And depending on how much you sow, one good choice and another good choice, another good choice. And pretty soon you're thinking, man, wow, look at, look at all the rewards of just these daily good choices and, and competitors, you can't win. You can't win a show based on the effort of one day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know months or years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and that can go both ways. And so I really challenge any of you listeners out there that are finding yourself in that shame spiral of one bad choice after another, and that has compounded. And now you're, you know, have suddenly gained 30 pounds or whatever it is, and you just don't even know where to start. Like stop overthinking it because it is just the next best thing. What's the next best thing that I can do? Maybe that means I get up five minutes earlier and not two hours earlier. Maybe that means I drink one extra glass of water and not an entire gallon. Maybe that means I eat fast food two less times this week and I don't have chicken and rice at every single meal. I think that it's so overthought and it's so overblown that you have to be this hundred percent or nothing. And that's where people get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be some margin there. I mean, you're human and, and, you know, the other side of it is, or, or for me, I have to remember, you know, like I can, I can cruise through fast food with the kids. Sometimes it's interesting though. I'll take them now and let them get like the mini corn dogs from Sonic. And you and I've had this, this talk, Uh, (laughs) but I, you know, sometimes I don't feel like getting fast food anymore. Yeah. Right. I still, I still go. It's okay to go. It's okay to have ice cream. Uh, you know, sometimes Interestingly enough, the other night I had a, uh, I had an ice cream cone, not three bowls, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so am I going to not ever have ice cream again? No, it's not real, no. but that's where those, you know, all in restrictive diets like keto and those kinds of things, that's where they give dieting a bad rap because it's not what we do, you know, sometimes that matters. It's what we do most of the time that really counts. Yeah. 
So I just think making those little choices, like eating a little less fast food, but it is okay if it has to happen sometimes we're human, you know, but I think the more that you more frequently, you make better decisions, the more that you're just going to want to. Yeah. And and the company you keep, I'm telling you, you know, it it really helps to hang with other people that are encouraging. You know, I watch, you know, I watch your Facebook story and seeing you eat fish. How many days a week are you eating fish right now for breakfast? Well, it just sounds good. I don't know. I got, so I, there's like a lot of information out there with how eggs are, can be hard on your stomach. And so I was like, I'm just going to switch it out. I'm just going to see if I limit eggs for my diet, if I feel any better. And, and I will be honest. So like salmon has a lot of really good omegas and omegas are good for brain power. And with everything we've got going on at Envision, I just wanted to see if I could maximize my brain power. Um, you know, and that was really it. And I think it's been very helpful in that. So it's not always about what sounds good. Sometimes it's about what's going to make me perform at my best. So when you surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who are doing things like that, yeah. right? Yeah. It makes me say, well, not only maybe I, maybe I don't just want to not grab fast food today. You know, maybe I need to think about fueling my body and my mind so mm-hmm. that I can have all the brain power that's available to me. Yeah. So, I mean, the company you keep is huge because they keep you motivated. They keep you on track. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of other messaging out there yeah. that would be really easy to get into, but it's like, well, wait, am I going to be worse off if I try to make, you know, if I try to do the best possible thing today, I can to get everything out of myself that's available. Yeah. Right. So well, and two, I think it's what we put in for energy. Um, like, and I'm not just talking about nutrition. I'm talking about just all the energies. So for example, like during COVID, um, if you watch the news every day, like I'm going to feel like total crap about like, like, I think the Armageddon is coming like, Holy crap. Like we're not even going to be alive next year. (laughs) Like the world's going to explode. But instead, you know, we chose to literally, I couldn't tell you the last time I've watched the news. I don't know. People are always like the whole Mr. Potato Head thing. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know. But, um, you know, so there's a little bit like I could like be a little more aware. (laughs) But by the same point, I'm listening to positive podcasts and things that are motivating and encouraging Um, not, not saying that life's all cupcakes and rainbows. I'm not saying that, but I think a lot of times what we consume, you know, other than food too, like the energy that we consume, that's very powerful and how our attitudes are for the day too. I think a lot of our thought life, um, comes to fruition. Yeah. You know, we have a tendency, um, there's a lot of self-fulfilling prophecy in life. And that's not just hokey. Like yeah. if, if you're, not. if you focus yeah. on a thing, you can have some self-awareness, right? You can look back and say, man, I was just totally fixated on that. And it came into being good and bad. Yeah. The whole, where your focus goes, the energy flows saying for sure. So yeah, the best advice for busy working parents out there, you know, to, to live a well-rounded, healthy lifestyle. I don't think it's something that happens overnight. Like you said, it's not a rip the bandaid off kind of situation. I think it's, um, you know, surround yourself with people that you want to be like that influence in a positive way 
that, you know, that energy that it comes from. And I think that, um, it just eventually starts to come together. I don't think it's an overnight thing. It's a journey and, you know, grab some people that are like-minded. I would say you're always, you're going to be well off to grab people that you both have what you want and are interested in what you're interested in. Yeah. And then just be about the business of, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to put a bunch into this thing to see it through. I'm going to make an effort to figure out, you know, what is possible. Yeah. If I work what is possible. And if I surround myself with people that, you know, for me, peace and serenity and, and being employable, there's just a bunch of stuff that I wanted. And I'm like, Hey, you look pretty peaceful. What are you doing to get there? Hey, you look like you got a good job. What'd you do yeah. to get there? Hey, you're dude, you're lifting big weight, man. What did you do to get there? Just there's so many different game. areas. And I think that too, you have to find what works for you. Um, I know that you had mentioned that because what, what works for me may not work for you. You know, I mean, maybe it doesn't work for you to be at the gym at 5am or to eat chicken and rice at every meal. So like, for example, Sean's the kind of guy that can look at food and it's just fuel. I'm the kind of person I'm like, we got to make this like a piece of art, you know, and (laughs) it's gotta be different every time. So I think there's something to be said, like, what works for one may not work for the other. And that's okay too, but you can take little pieces all over the place and try to mold it into your own. And then you have your own story, right? Yeah. You know, now, now it's my life and I can feel pretty good about it because I'm putting a ton of, I'm trying to really put some energy and take responsibility for, you know, this thing might be headed wherever I steer it. Yeah. And I'm responsible to power the ship. Yeah. If I don't get there, it's not your fault, right? Yeah. Um, and I can look back and, you know, you want to look back and go, you know, I I put quite a bit into that. Um, most things I think that you put a pretty considerable effort into, you can feel pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. The alternative is I can do nothing. And then I have to figure out how to feel about that too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really do very much. (laughs) Well, let's talk about, so a lot of, I know people struggle because they just don't have the time, you know, and, Mm. um, people are busy. They have careers, they have kids, they they just have a lot going on. How, like, what is your routine? How do you stay on course? Um, you know, now that you have started living this lifestyle for quite a period of time now. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a morning person. I love working out in the morning. Have you always been a morning person? Yeah. Oh, well, since I, you know, since I got out of trouble, um, You know, like, you know, up at 4 a.m. That just worked for me. I never had to feel guilty about stealing time away from the family or my job. Yeah. So if I work out when you sleep, it's never an issue. Yeah. Um, So I like to go to the gym early in the morning. Here's here's what I will say, though. Even on days, because I I travel usually a couple of days a week for work. Mm -hmm. And then so I have to figure out what am I going to do when I can't make it. um, I'm standing at a stand up desk right now. Yeah. So, I noticed that I'm super jealous. Cause I'm like, I would love to be standing right now. And I'm not every office. We got stand up desks in every office. That's something years ago that I did. So the stand up desks, um, that. that just gives you more energy. I feel like there, so there's studies been done. Like, how are you going to check out when you're standing up? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not liable to fall asleep standing here <laughs> and I can't really, it doesn't allow my mind or my body to disengage. Yeah. Um, so I got the stand up desk here at work 
um, getting my steps in, even on the days when I can't make it to the gym, I can still get my steps in being at a stand up desk. You would be amazed how many steps you get in just kind of walking, even shuffling your weight back and forth in place sure. in an yeah. eight hour day. Oh, I bet. Um, this week has been particularly crazy. I only got, I got to the gym yesterday over my lunch hour, mm -hmm. but I can walk in the evenings. I can do, um, push-ups in my workspace. So I'm going to knock out, you know, I'm going to try to just do several hundred push-ups today at my desk. I can take a yeah. break and knock out 25 or 50. And then pretty soon, <laughs> like every hour you're getting a hundred push-ups done. So um, I listened to a podcast the other day and this is what it, you're reminding me of this because it was about, um, how to get more energy. Cause I'm always looking for ways to like power my mind and, um, just, I don't know. I'm just always wanting to take it to the next level. How can I do that? And she made a very good point that it's what we tell ourselves. All right. If you're going to, if everybody's walking around saying I'm tired, well, you're going to be freaking tired then. What if we walked around and said, I'm full of energy. I mean, what yeah, if that was great. what everybody said, you know, it, it would be totally different. And there's so much to the environment of that. Again, it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. I feel pretty good. I yeah, feel pretty good. I feel good. So like, How are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. Or, oh, I feel really good. Okay, what energy are you giving to that person that you that just asked how you were doing? Well, and there's there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, you can those people just stand out in your workplace. At, at every place you go, like that person who's is the glass half full or is yeah. the glass half empty? I'm like, I don't know. You should be grateful you even have a glass. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You have I a cup. That. I love that. Um. So you know, today's been you know today's going to be crazy, but I still I can still do something, and I don't care. If people think you're weird, you know. Do some push-ups in your in your work area. You can do some body weight squats. You can do all kinds yeah. of stuff. Tomorrow morning on Saturday, um, you know, normally get together for a Bible study. But I'll grab my kids and take them with me, and then I'll I'll take my kids to the gym. Yeah, and and they'll see me get a good workout in, and and uh, my routine will probably be off here for a couple of weeks. We got some even when significant life things happen, mm -hmm. it doesn't remove all of my personal choices. Yep. So you change direction, you pivot a little bit, but you can still figure it out. Um, I'll likely have to, I won't be able to go work out with the guys, but I can shift it and I can do it at lunch. I can still well, get in there and do there's it. There's one thing constant and that is change, right? So Every day. We, just, we just have to redirect and figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm not powerless. I do. I, I get to choose a hundred percent of the things I do. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you just, yeah. you make a plan. Sean's been texting me the workouts. So I, Hey, okay. I can't go. I can't leave my house at five 45. Can I get in there at noon? Can I have, am I going to have to modify this week? Yeah. I can still do something though. I don't, I don't have to do nothing because. Well, that's the thing is I think people look at, let's say, you know, and I like to call them my small minutes. All right. Maybe I don't have a huge chunk of time, but I have small minutes here and there. So what can I do with that? And, and okay. So you have to knock off one set of each workout. Oh, well, yeah. you still got your workout in. So I got three got sets in. instead of four big deal. You still did it. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be worse off. I won't be even if I take, you know, I, I make it in two day, two less days this week. Yeah, I can still do other things those two days. I just yep. couldn't actually get physically into the gym. Right. Um, but I'm not worse off. You still have your I'm, body that you can move. Yeah, I, and I'm still the three days I get in there. I'm I'm going to be better off for that. And when I get yeah. in there, it's just getting back into the mindset of, all right, now let's let's get serious. Let's try to get some stuff done. Um, you adapt. You overcome. I'm still responsible for my choices. So I love that you are an inspiration. 
um, to a lot of dads out there. So I hope that, uh, you know, with Sean being on here and um, now you, I hope that we can get more dads inspired to, um, you know, make it a better day and find some goals and reach for them. You know, just because you've lived your life trying to provide for your family doesn't mean that you can't now achieve your own goals in life. That's right. And if there's anything we want the kids to know, because obviously, right, being, you know, being a husband and a father is more important than me ever, you know, squatting 500 pounds. Yeah, I want to do that. But if if I do that, and I'm a terrible husband and father, but we can show our children that it's, it's it good all. to put your mind mm-hmm. to something. And you can be within reason, right? You're not going to be a bird. You can't fly, but you yep. can be what you want to be. You can learn how to do the job you want to do. You yep. can experience the things you want to experience. And you can get there one day at a time by making a commitment, sticking to it and seeing it through. I love that. Yeah. You can be the dad that sits at the bar every night while the family's at home, or you can be the dad that leads their family by example. It's all about choices. Yeah. What am I going to do today? Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know you have to get going here, but um, appreciate you being on here today. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love the work that you're doing. You know, you're, you're putting something out there. People can grab a hold of this thing anytime when they've got a chance to listen, they can get some encouragement. So I'm grateful for the opportunity. I think everybody has a chance to shape their journey one day at a time. The little things turn into the big things. Yeah. So the day. Effect. If you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. I so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, keep each step attainable.